Welcome back to the Fan and Lauren Club, everybody. This is Apocflix Movies and our Star Wars review show here on the channel. My name is Jake Berlin, and I am one of the hosts here on the channel. I'm joined by my fellow Fandalorian member, I guess is what we can call ourselves, Mr. Brian Avalasino. Um, We're here today to talk about uh, episode six of The Bad Batch. Um, I have I don't have the name of the episode off the top of my head. Um, um, tribe. Tribe. That's what it was called. It was called Tribe. Um, and it's the Gungi episode. Gungi, Gungi, Gungi. However, what's we want to pronounce it. We were just talking about that backstage. We were literally, um, which is, yeah. Which is why I just said that. Um, we have the Gungi episode, the, the highly anticipated uh, debut, re debut, I guess I should say, of Gungi um, after his um, initial appearance in the original trailer, which we got to experience at Star Wars Celebration. Which like was very, very. Sorry. Go ahead. Mind. What? I was going to say, were you like me that completely forgot that he was even in this? No. No. Like when he appeared, I went, oh, that's right. I forgot he's in this. Like, no, I, I, I knew he was in it. I just, I was, I didn't, obviously didn't know when the episode was going to happen. Um, I completely forgot that this was even going to be a thing. Yeah. Not, not knowing that he was going to be in this week's episode. Um, I was very happy when he popped up, obviously, and I got very excited. And, and, um, we're going to talk about it because it's it's one of the best episodes of The Bad Batch. It's arguably the best episode of the season so far, um, depending on how your viewpoint is. But Brian, how are you doing today? Before we get into Star Wars, how are you doing? Good. Well, I just got the hiccups. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything crazy. No, nothing too crazy. Nothing out of this world. Another day. Are you back at work? Yeah. Only today. Wasn't wasn't first day back. <laughs> first day back and uh had to stop a fight. So you know, back to normal. It's always fun. It's always yeah. fun. Um hello to everyone that. in the chat. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Hi Andy, hi John Boos, hi Jane. <clears throat> Jane, travel safe. Yeah. Jane's flight got yeah. delayed, so she's sitting currently sitting at an airport bar. I'm not jealous at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not jealous. And uh, Gordon. Gordon, hello to you. Hello to you. Um yeah, let's talk about this because this is, I mean, I'll, I'll say it outright. This is my favorite episode of the season. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I would obviously have to go back through season one, but it is easily one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. And it doesn't just have to do with seeing a Jedi Padawan or anything like that. I think the whole meaning of the episode was pretty fantastic and you know, I've been saying it for a very long time and it's been something that I've wanted for a very long time, but getting back to the world of the Kashyyyk, which I think is a very underrated world that we don't see nearly enough of. Um, and what has been going on, obviously, since Order 66 and, and how that world has kind of been coping. Uh, Trandoshans, Times of the Empire and uh, Kashyyykian spiders if you will i don't know if it's yeah. Kashikian or not i don't know if it's called Kashikian or if they're called something Kashikian. else tree wook something like Kashikian. that because i know that i know the language is called i want to believe i believe it's called tree wook tree wook yeah. um tree. so maybe they're called maybe it's, maybe it's called that's what they're called um either way brian immediate reactions before we get into it kinrath thank you andy thank you uh that's the immediate reaction name? i think that was a spider's name uh 
immediate reaction to episode six, Tribe? Easily the best one of the season. Not even a question for me, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, top five episode all time, I would say. I'm trying to think. I would have to go back through. There was 16 in the first season, so that's right. That's I'm trying to think. The only thing that immediately like comes to my mind would be like the season finale type, where it's like. I mean, I remember the first two, and they were absolutely bangers. So I don't even remember the first two. When Order 66 happened with Kanan. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well that yeah, that too. That's why I said top five. Um. So yeah, no, (laughs) I enjoyed it. This is one of the ones that I was like right straight paying attention and all that jazz um we were really running low on crosshair though this season which i'm okay with that honestly i'm not devastated about but i'm just i'm like okay episode six and we still we've had what one episode of him two well i think just 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 the one yeah the first two were uh the raid on Dooku's planet. Then we got Crosshair, and then we got Riot Races, and then we got the Treasure Hunt, and now we have this. So yeah, Crosshair is the one episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I I think uh, this episode is the best for multiple reasons, and I think it really harps on what we kind of been talking about over the past couple weeks of seeing these characters do things that have nothing to do with the Empire. Like obviously, it does a little bit. Right. And I Jedi Padawan can obviously kind of relate to that, but they're on a mission. They're doing their stuff. They're making a deal and they just happen to come across Gun- Gunji. Like he's just there. And that's the type of world that we're currently in the state of the galaxy after order 66 and with the empire. Um, I'm, I would, I would be very interested in learning where they were delivering him to. Um, and anyway, in the chat, if you could, didn't they say the empire they were delivered? I don't know if it was the empire or not. I again, I, I would have to rewatch the episode because it did go over pretty quickly, and I and I want to make sure we get that that uh, group or or species correctly. So if anybody in the chat knows the name of them, please put that out there. But um, what the traditions? No, the group that was holding Gunji. Oh, um, I'll just call him a crime syndicate for the time being. Uh. I, I just thought it was a brilliant way to bring the characters together. Um, and clearly, you know, Omega has this sensibility to her that when she sees something, she's going to do what she can. And that scene of her saving Gunji was really cool. And then in obvious fashion, he's going to be very reluctant to join them because he sees clones and of everything course. that went down, right? Like the Vanguard. Thank you. I Thank you. The Vanguard. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Um, the Vanguard were, was, is definitely something that's very powerful that I would love to see again. But um, I'm very happy that we didn't see how Gunji got there because I know that it would have been it would have been absolutely just destructive to see him go through that scenario. Um, but like, what a badass! Like, what an absolute badass! And first of all, just the idea of a Wookiee Jedi is the coolest thing on planet oh, freaking Earth. Yeah, come on. Um, but seeing him and then see him get his saber back and him use his abilities like they never left. And I just loved it. I, I loved everything about it as far as like the opening sequence and everything before we actually get to Kashyyyk. Um, I thought it was a perfect setup for everything that followed. 
Yeah. No, I, I mean, for me, I love the Trandoshans. They're top, oh, top, uh, let's go top five. Top five favorite species for me. Just because I love how they talk, how everything's added with an S at the end of it. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, we didn't need to see, I mean, we, we get it. We know Order 66. Um, and then you get just like the, I didn't even think about it until it happened like the, the not trusting the clones. And I was like, oh, that's right. That makes sense. It's like, damn, that sucks. That's, that's, oh. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it was great how they put it in there. I, I mean, it made sense. It wasn't like, here's a Jedi. Like, we need to put a Jedi in this show. Like, it was like, it made sense to like with what was happening. Cause I mean, he's not just a human. He's not just like, if it was like a slaved human, whatever, like, I, I mean, I guess I would be like, uh, we're inserting it, but like the way we know how the Wookiees were treated and they were basically slaves and stuff like that. It makes sense. It makes perfect sense. So I, I yeah, no move. It uh, it definitely fit, and I I also appreciate that. Um, you know, at this point in the galaxy, and I mean, maybe a book or a comic explains this a little bit better, but it made sense as to why Gunji was captured instead of killed, because mm-hmm. they aren't technically hunting Jedi at this point. Like, obviously, Order 66 happened, and, and the order was, okay, kill the Jedi, let's wipe them out. But then once that goes away, and he's obviously not around clones, the order isn't to kill them. We haven't got to the point where, like, Vader has, like, locked in on, okay, we're hunting Jedi, the remaining Jedi. Because it's so early yeah. on still. Um, and it seems like they are coming at a very high price, obviously. And, and the Vanguard obviously knew what he was, because they were holding his lightsaber. Um to a capacity anyway. Yeah. Uh, but jumping to the Kashyyyk portion, I mean, we we kind of see this back and forth between the characters on the ship, and and then, you know, he finally starts to get a little bit of trust with these characters thanks to Omega, and Omega's having a huge part in this because they connect, they're at a younger level. They, it just uh, forms a bond. It's very easy to do so at that age. Uh, but we get to uh, Kashyyyk, which, again, a planet that we need to see more of, not just because of how cool and different and unique it is but they were such a big part of what was going on with the republic and like they they were so involved with the war obviously in revenge of the sith we saw that huge sequence where yoda was stationed there for a little while battling the droids like we need to see more of this planet not just because of how important they are but I want to see the aftermath of like what has gone on with that planet since everything with the empire. Like were they, no, they demolished that planet, not literally, but like, yeah. And the war had to take a giant toll. Thankfully, like we've seen in plenty of video games that Wookiees, a lot of them live up high in the trees. So that does help. 
But like what has gone on since then, right? And other worlds, we saw it in a couple episodes, like other worlds get taken over pretty quickly by the Empire, right? They don't they don't have as much to fight back as someone like possibly the Wookiees would have. I have a feeling that if the Empire would ever take over Kashyyyk, which I don't think they ever did take over Kashyyyk because the Wookiees are never letting that thing go, yeah, it would take years to take that away from the Wookiees. One, because of how powerful they are, but two, as we learned in this episode, how absolutely connected to the planet they are. I yeah. cannot tell you enough how much I love the idea of basically connecting to nature and connecting to the life of the tree and everything that is going on with the planet, how they deal with their culture and that scene of Omega and Gunji putting their hands up against the tree and feeling the life, you know, kind of just flowing through the veins of the tree per se. Um, I love that aspect. And I just think we need to see more of it. Cause again, it's so different from typical star Wars stuff that we don't get. Um, it just, it deserves to be shown the light of day. That's all. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why like <laughs> at star Wars and galaxy's edge, like their light to the, the the more foresty and natural ones are called the elemental lights lightsabers like that kind of plays into that aspect and his I don't I, so I don't like the comparison but it's very James Cameron avatar I was thinking last airbender where it was like they're connected to the earth more that than... that the only reason why I said avatar is because they literally connect to like animals and the tree of life and like all of that stuff in that movie. But the avatar is definitely one of them as well. Yeah. So um, both avatars. Yeah. Let's just say that. I just. Yeah, sure. Let, let's I be honest. Think... They're both the same thing. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Um, but you definitely. I mean, you get to see these types of things that you don't see very often. You don't see, I mean, more so in the animation, we've definitely seen like the connection to animals or creatures or yeah. forests and stuff like that. Um, as far as you saying them taking the empire, taking over Kashyyyk, I don't think that ever happened because that, it's a ginormous forest planet. That's like no, I, I don't. I'm I'm pretty sure the Empire never actually takes over Kashyyyk. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they just not wipe them out, but put them into a point where they're not an issue anymore. Because I mean, they did. They were the one planet that like we saw truly rebel against, not the Empire, but at least the Separatists. Um, which same thing. That's at that point. Um, so, I mean, I don't even think Kashyyyk is a like conquerable planet the way how dense it is. And well, just, again, it would just take years. It would take yeah. it would take years and possibly decades to even like. Let's think of it this way: so uh, the Kinraths, the spiders that we saw in the episode, we we learned through Gunji that if. That if you don't show any kind of threat, they're not going to attack you. Anybody yeah. who's trying to conquer the planet would show threat. So even those type, like those types of things, would wipe out whatever is coming their way. So yeah. it's not even like fighting the Wookies. It's literally just fighting the elements of what mm -hmm. the planet has to offer. And there's no way you'd be able to do that. 
it's like the planet's fighting back in its way. Yeah, hundred percent. Everything, everything. It's you can kind of think it like everything is alive at that point, which I love yeah. because that is it's the only thing like that in Star Wars. It is. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. It, I mean, we there's so many like. <laughs> It's funny because Star Wars has so many things that like are so popular, yet we know little, not that much about like Wookiees being one of them. Like, yeah. how I mean, look, there's not much Wookiee lore out on uh, movies or TV shows. I'm sure there's more than your average in like a book or a comic, but like your average person, the only time they're going to have seen Kashyyyk is the end of episode three, well, mid to end of episode three. I mean, we did. So we, and if you watch the clone wars, there was an arc of stuff on the clone. Well, I meant wars. your average. That's oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. it would just be episode three. Correct. So, I mean, like it's uh, like, all you know is like that's that's the planet the Wookiees are from because you see the giant battle. Other well, than at that, that, at that point, they're calling it Chewbacca's home. That's all they're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then outside of Chewbacca, the only time you're ever going to see other Wookiees in main like movies stuff would be Solo, and they're slaves. So it's it's. I mean, you kind of just get like. Oh, they were in the war and now they're slaves. So clearly they lost. But like, yeah, it's I mean, it's just funny to me because like there are so many things that recently, in my opinion, have like kind of been pushed up a little bit, which is nice. Like Mon Mothma, like she's one of these huge characters, but we know very little. And then it's like you have Wookiees, one of these huge species characters. Everyone knows what it, Chewbacca is whether or not you like stories you Star Wars you see a picture of Chewbacca and you know in some capacity of what it is so it's like let's see more of that and so this is kind of nice and it's it was didn't feel forced that was I think the best part of it is that great it wasn't it wasn't a let's find a way to put a Jedi in like mm -hmm. it had an actual like meaning to having this be an episode Agreed. And a couple things I want to bring up from the chat. Uh, let's see. Andy and Gordon have both brought up um, that Fallen Order does cover this. And I know Kashyyyk is in the game. That's true, um, yeah. They do Very mention good. it in the game. Uh, and Andy also notes that, obviously, you don't need to conquer the entire planet to kind of physically hold the planet, um, especially when it comes to the Empire. But he does note that it stays in Imperial hands until after the Battle of Endor. So yeah. that can mean, you know putting stations of soldiers, basically soldiers conquered on the, the planet or yeah like or i mean to have it like it could just be put a couple starter stores in space and just control the planet that's all yeah. it has to be literally um not not per se but yeah absolutely so thank you andy for the fact of it staying in imperial hands that's that's for another 30 years that that happens so that that that, that doesn't get fixed and wiped away for another 30 years which is crazy to think about um but he also makes another really good point going back to gunji here uh, I think Gunji was captured because he's a Wookiee. He just also happened to be a Jedi, which is why he was able to escape, which totally makes sense because we know from the long history of Star Wars that 
going back to Brian, what you were saying, Wookiees are basically the slave version in Star Wars. They are the slaves. Yeah. And we got it from not just multiple different stories, but Black Chrysanthemum was a slave turned gladiator and then became a bounty mm -hmm. hunter. And so it absolutely makes sense that he would essentially be captured solely because he's a Wookiee and not a Padawan. They may not have known, and the uh, the Axis may not have even known that he was holding a per se lightsaber and thought it was just some cool thing, and it happens to be a lightsaber. That's what I think. I mean, his his lightsaber isn't the most obvious of being a lightsaber. So, yeah. like, I think personally, they looked at it more like, "Oh, look, we found a Wookiee." Yeah, and like, who's to say that they didn't even know that that was a lightsaber like they might not have literally even known that that was a lightsaber yep. it didn't really look like it unless i mean to us we knew there but are like they, believe it or not there are people in the galaxy that sure have heard of jedi but may, may have never seen one so they don't know what a lightsaber is going to look like and not to mention like when you think of jedi wookies aren't one of the first ones you think well of. yeah and calling obviously calling back to Alex with Star Wars explained the video he put out today was why Wookiee Jedi are so rare. You don't oh, ever yeah, see them. Yeah. And the video today it. was why they're so rare talking about why there's such a minimal, like very, very, very minimal amount of Wookiee Jedi. So yeah, of course, when you see a Wookiee, you're not going to think of a Jedi. You're going to think of like a, yeah. a big brooding physical monster, you know, who lives on this crazy world and they're worth a lot of money. And, who knows? Maybe he was being transported to some gladiatorial ring like Black Chrysanthemum was. Very possible. Yeah. I mean, he could. it could be anything from that to... Uh, workers. Salt Mines Kessel. Yeah, workers. Like, like, there's all kinds of... There's obviously all kinds of possibilities. Um, but yeah, Brian, real quick, uh, before we kind of start to wrap things up, what it, you mentioned earlier that you love yourself some Trandoshans. They played a big part in this, as they always do in a Wookiee story, because they yep. are constantly, those effing D-bags, are always hunting Wookiees. Um, always good to see them. I, I do myself love some Trandoshan time as well. Uh, it seems like they had a little a little bit of an agreement with the Empire um, mm -hmm. in this episode, and we got to see them be outsmarted. I got an echo. Brain. I don't have my headphones. Uh, they were outsmarted uh, by Omega and Gunji, which I loved. Um, and we got some really, really cool moments between these characters. Uh, thoughts on everything Trandoshan in the episode? I moved my microphone. Is that any better? Well, I'm not going to know until I talk. I still hear it, but I'm not going to talk while you talk. So go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about other than Trandoshans. I mean, I love seeing them. Like that, I mean, again, another species that it's like, where are they? I mean, they're, they're, oh, they're always bad guys. Like they're, they're, there's no, that I can think of, no good Trandoshans other than Skur from the uh, High Republic. He's the only one. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, anytime you see them, you can assume they're doing bad things. And they are obviously the the natural born enemy, it seems, of the Wookiees. So for them to be 
the ones on the planet being the a-holes that are doing this to them like made sense like when i saw them i went oh okay like immediately for me like star wars fan knows like that's their natural enemies like this is it's that is so perfect and if i had to guess if the empire was trying to take over the Trandoshan planet, I highly doubt they they fought back. They're probably just a holes that were just like, yeah, sure, like we'll leave us, just leave us alone, kind of like. Well, the I think the Trandoshans are um, the type of species to do whatever they can, make a deal with whoever they need to, to make sure that they're okay. Whether you know it ends up good or bad. They're definitely that type of species that um, is willing to make any possible deal to better themselves. They just, they always come out that way. That's all. 100%. Um, yeah. Does, is the echo gone? Does that sound It better? is. Yeah. I think yeah. I, okay, is. cool. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're literal like snakes. Like, I know they're lizards, but like it, yeah, they make sense to be the sneaky people. Like vampires, like we can rule you over or you work for us. And they're for sure going to be like, yeah, well, what do you want us to do? Like, I mean, the whole entire episode, like money was like the thing they were worried about. So, I mean, Bosk. Oh, they're the greediest MFers in the galaxy for sure. Yeah. Maybe not the greediest, but they're they're definitely up there. Yeah. So we know that they're really like only out for themselves and that type of situation. So it it made sense. Everything about this episode made sense and didn't feel forced. That's what I like the most about it. Agreed. Oh, let's find a way to throw Trandoshans in there. No, they're the natural enemy of Wookiees so that it makes sense that they're there. Oh, they're the sneaky kind of like crappy ones. So obviously they're going to, it's, it makes sense that they're working alongside the empire. The Wookiees are being taken over by the empire. And it just happens to be that Gunji is there too. Like makes sense out of all the Jedi. Like everything made sense and didn't feel like a filler or like a reason to just put someone there. Like, it, it 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 was very well thought out to tell the story and it went in perfectly with the bad batch story Agreed. too i think that's that's what Agreed. i liked the most is everything it wasn't just like hey how can we revisit kashik or anything it everything made sense for why those characters would be there at that time and that 100%. was that's the best part because no one wants, I mean, as much as, as cool as it is to see, like, I don't know, like a character come out of nowhere, like Luke Skywalker at some point, like in uh, Mandalorian, spoiler, sorry. Um, Everybody who watches I, this it, specific show has watched Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the, it makes the 24 sense. 24 people who has watched this show has watched Mandalorian. Yeah. Even that one kind of filled a little forced. It made sense, but it it wasn't like this. This is this. 
I don't know if everyone feels this way, but Gunji showing up feels like ah Ahsoka showing up. I mean, I wouldn't. Get Would you say that Luke showing up was more fluid than Ahsoka showing up? Wait, are you saying that if we saw Ahsoka right now instead of Gunji? No, 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 no. You made oh. the comparison of like of Luke showing up in Mando, right? It was it almost felt a little too random. Right, like they kind of almost like just threw him in there to throw him in there. Ahsoka felt much more of like a oh that makes sense than Luke did. Oh, hundred percent. That's hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and Andy, Andy, you are right. Everything is force. Oh, shut up! <laughs> I, need, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate it when they are telling a story where they can answer some other questions, but you're still continuing the story. You're not, sure. you're not answering the questions just because you want to like throw in an answer there. Cause I mean, like a lot of people wondered what happened to those, the little kid Jedis like that we saw. I mean, that was a question that people threw around, like actually the younglings, and, Brian, they're called younglings, whatever. So it, it makes sense that at some point, you know what? Probably they probably didn't survive, and Gunji was the only one that survived. Right. But if there is one that's going to survive, thank God it's Gunji. Thank right, God exactly. It's Gunji. <laughs> so, I mean, who remembers the other ones? I don't. I only. Remember, I mean, I. Oh my uh, God, you should, because one of them was your favorite uh, species. Oh, the Ithorian one. The Ithorian. Oh, we got to find out where the Ithorian is. I need that. <laughs> we need to see where the Ithorian is. Who do um, I need to tweet now? Yeah, you got to tweet it. You got to tweet it, Dave Filoni, to find out where the Ithorium youngling is. Um, all right, that's gonna wrap up today's uh, uh, recap of the Bad Batch. Really, really, really good episode. Uh, I think we can both say it's the best episode of the season so far. And we love when we Biff. get these Biff. Yeah, B Y P H. Oh my God! They took Back to the Future reference there. Um, Oh, shut up. They they definitely uh, are, are taking a heart of like showing the Bad Batch in different scenarios while also kind of tying it back to stuff that we absolutely love. Uh, Gunji for the win. Gunji for the win. Um, I'm literally so going to tweet out Filoni. Make sure you tweet like a picture of him too. Just so yeah, yeah. It, can, it can go out like wildfire. Uh, just be like, hey, Dave, when's our, when's our uh, Biff episode? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I need to know that my my guy's okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up today. Uh, my name is Jake. That is Brian. This is Apocflix Movies. We appreciate you guys, all seven of you who are watching live. We love you guys. Hey, we hit eight. Um, we hit eight at one point. We love it. Hey, you know what? If we have a small community, it's still the best community. We appreciate you that's all. Fine. Um, this is our weekly Star Wars review. If you catch it live on YouTube, if not, thank you so much for watching on the replay. Also, if you're watching or listening on audio, we appreciate you there as well. A couple people do listen on mm -hmm. audio. More than a couple people, I should say. Um, we uh, we definitely appreciate you, all, appreciate you all if you listen to everything on podcast form. So we are live here usually on Wednesdays. Um, today or this week was a little bit of a special uh, change. Next week, we'll probably go back to Wednesdays. So uh, look out for that. But for now, that's going to wrap up everything the Fandalorian Club today. Again, that's Brian. I am Jake. We appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll catch you guys next time.